This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Acting now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe in for Dave. It's important to try to maintain a healthy lifestyle. But when the weather gets colder, the outdoors may not be all that appealing. Not to worry, though, because there are many great ways to stay active indoors. Ryan Van Prate has ideas and suggestions for how to maximize indoor spaces this winter. Ryan is an inclusive sport activist, advocate, sorry, and he's here now to chat more. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing? Uh, Not too bad. Okay, so Ryan... Why are what are some sports or activities that people may not have considered participating in come wintertime? Yeah, I think one of the big things is to maybe steer away from the notion that you have to do the the, the go down the beaten path. Mm. I think really it comes down to whatever uh, motivates you. When it's dark and gloomy, um, there really is no right or wrong way. It really is about what's going to get you up off the chair and and moving around. So don't stress about doing the latest fad if that's motivating to you that's awesome but you know what just do whatever gets you get you going and i know that's a big broad answer but um usually that's that's the the right answer whatever gets you moving and in terms of some the ones that are a bit more unique in this uh kind of in the winter months like what are some that come to mind for you for you yeah yeah so uh, you know there's some interesting ones that are out there these days that are um, you know, pickleball is one of the big things, group exercise classes. Um, there's a lot of indoor stuff in, in the wintertime uh, in, in Ontario and in Canada. So even things like axe throwing or indoor golf. Um, uh, yeah, any, anything that is indoor that is going to um, get you excited. So it could be an individual activity, like going to your gym, uh, or it could be a team activity, you know, something as tried and tested as, as curling, uh, you know, the, the 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 sky's the limit really when it comes to uh what is out there again it's whatever piques your your interest and what tips do you have for people who may not be aware or may not know of what m- may be available in their area for them to participate in or, or get engaged with this winter yeah fantastic question because that's often what really holds people back so i think thinking of it in broad terms so you know, if you have a specific sport or specific activity that you really want to do, that's almost a bonus. But a lot of people don't. They're just, they're not sure where to even begin. You know, I think looking at whatever your city or municipality may offer, going on their their municipal website and just looking at their recreational opportunities, um, seeing what recreational centers might be nearby, uh, you know, conveniences is, is half the battle as well. If you have, don't have to travel halfway across town, that's going to be helpful what gymnasiums are in your area you know there might be specific gyms you know crossfit gyms or powerlifting gyms but something as broad as a ymca or good life or you know joe's fitness shack (laughs) wherever you live something that offers that that broad variety that allows you to um you know be varied because being varied in your activities also helps you stay motivated and and want to continue uh, throughout the winter time. So, I'd say start broad strokes and then narrow it down. Uh, one last 
a good piece of, of advice is go to Facebook, check out uh, Facebook groups for, uh, you know, recreation groups or activities that are in your area as well. Let, let's say someone has identified a potential gym or activity that they they would like to be involved with, but they don't know how to get going and, and take that first step to getting involved. What tips do you have for someone who's maybe identified something, but doesn't know how to proceed forward? Yeah, I think, you know what, exercise in general for most people uh, is not super appealing, right? I think a lot of people do it because they know they have to, you know, it's, it's a maintenance thing that, you know, they want to grow old and healthy. And so the best piece of advice is really if you have friends or family that are doing an activity already, you know, the old saying misery loves company, but it really is true because it's, it's almost, um, you know, an adult version of a play date, <laughs> you know, you call up, Hey, Alex, you want to go to the gym? And Alex is like, well, I don't really want to, but if you're going, I guess I, I will go as well. So maybe it's a healthy form of peer pressure, but honestly, um, that, that can be a really successful secret is if somebody else is doing something, um, that even remotely interests you, then that's a good way to, to create momentum. Because if it's left up to our own devices, uh, we can easily talk ourselves out of getting out of the, uh, you know, getting up off the couch. So yeah, I say find a friend. Um, that's, that's going to be your, your first big key to success, I think. And obviously too, uh, there's, there's always, you know, uh, individual needs, especially when we, we talk about uh, folks with disabilities getting engaged with different environments and different activities. How can self-advocacy and, and uh, um, kind of just identifying your needs in these spaces, how can that kind of play a role in it too, especially if you have, let's say you're, you're bringing your, your friend with you, how can that kind of uh, continue on and play a role within that? Yeah, advocacy, honestly, uh, for, for persons with disabilities is that huge extra elephant in the room, right? It, you know, it's hard enough for um, anybody to get out there and exercise, but if you have any sort of challenge, um, that's just going to make it 10 times harder. So I think identifying the activity that you want to try and then identifying what, what the skills or the physical um, requirements are of that sport and, or activity, and then determining what your needs are, right? If it's a, a visual thing, um, maybe you need to switch the equipment to something auditory. So it's, it's just a, a sense of problem solving, um, but reaching out to experts, people that, that are experts in that sport. Um, if somebody is really interested in, in whatever sport they're interested in, they're, they're also interested in getting other people involved. So they're going to be really great resources to brainstorm with you to say, you know what, I, I maybe can't participate or I don't think I can participate because I can't see. Um, so how can I, you know, how can I adapt? And yeah, there's usually an answer and it's usually fairly simple. And oftentimes it does come back to having that friend, having that extra pair of eyes or ears, um, just that buddy who can, provide that emotional support, but also sometimes even that physical support and that uh, logistical support. And another thing too, especially when we start talking about gyms and specialized activities indoors, there can be a huge cost associated with it. And it can be quite a barrier for, for many people. You had some advice on uh, ways that people can look and explore opportunities to help make those costs less impactful. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's a very common question. So I think, um, you know, looking at the actual gym or the facility and, and just part of that advocacy and saying, you know what, I, I you know, maybe on a financial uh, limit, it, do you have any sort of subsidies? Do you have any sort of two for one discounts? If I bring a friend in who, you know, is going to be helping me, but also participating alongside me, you know, is there any sort of discount or deal, which oftentimes there are. 
Um, your local service groups, Lions Foundations, Optimist Clubs, sometimes they have uh, money set aside that if you went and said, you know what, I, I really want to join this gym, but I'm really financially strapped. Is there any assistance? Oftentimes there are. Um, and then sometimes looking for just, uh, you know, different grants or different subsidy opportunities, uh, even sometimes outside of Canada, right? There's international um, groups out there that, that can help. I'll make a plug for one that's helped me in the past called the Challenged Athletes Foundation based out of the U.S. And it they give out grants to for this exact reason for people all across the world. If you need that extra hand up. Um, you can apply and, and oftentimes you can successfully get a, a few dollars to go towards your, your sporting goal. So a lot of the times it's just doing a bit of sleuthing and a little bit of advocacy as well, but usually there's, there's a deal to be had. That's that's great uh, advice for anyone who's looking to, who may not have considered, cause I certainly uh, never kind of considered that as a uh, possibility before to help manage costs because costs can always be very impactful. Uh, finally, sure. yeah. what is your uh, kind of what's the best way to ensure that when you go to a gym and you have these experiences, that it's a positive one? I think, uh, again, fun is key. You know, if you don't have a specific goal like myself, you know, you're not training for a race or whatever, you're just doing it for healthful reasons. Uh, making sure you pick something that you enjoy, not something that others tell you you need to do, because if you're doing it uh, to create a healthy lifestyle, fun and variety is really the key. Um, you know, doing something different is okay. Uh, it keeps your interests up. It keeps you wanting to come back for more. It keeps you curious. And it also challenges your body in new ways, which is also very important. So don't, yeah, basically take it easy on yourself. Don't, don't feel the pressure or the, or the peer pressure to do the fad thing. Just do what's fun and do what's going to keep you going out consistently. Um, that is the secret word is consistency. So Ryan, thank you so much for this. This has been fantastic. Have yourself a wonderful day. You too. Thank you so much. That was Ryan Van Prate, who is an inclusive sport advocate. And that's all the time we have for the show today. I want to thank all the guests we had on. Michelle McQuig, Denis Boudreau, Amy Amanti, Sean Priest, and you just heard from Ryan Van Prate. And coming up on tomorrow's show... We have a House of uh, Megan Gilmore stopping by to talk about a House of Commons committee that has made recommendations for veterans' employment strategy. That and much more tomorrow on Now with Dave Brown. Take care. Have yourself a wonderful day. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.